Hello everyone, Savella Morgan here. Thank you for stopping by and listening to another episode of 21st Century Hannah. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. A great big thank you to Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation serving Tampa, Florida and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air Conditioning can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Air, for recognizing the vision of 21st Century Hannah. Your sponsorship is greatly appreciated. I would also like to thank Alba Digital Media. Alba Digital Media created my childlessnotbychoice.net website and they produce my podcasts. It is wonderful to have the same company creating my website and producing my podcasts. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. To contact Alba Digital Media for your website or podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Next, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. When I first approached Devoted for possibly creating a theme song for my podcast, I did so because of the pure talent I have witnessed from Devoted. Thank you, Devoted, for all the wonderful music you create for so many people. Devoted can be reached by emailing devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. Finally, I would like to thank the owner of Edinburgh Dusters out of Edinburgh, Scotland, for his artistic suggestions on my websites and on my social media content. Your timely assistance in helping me during the initial stages of building this platform is truly appreciated. If you would like to help create awareness for and about the Childless Not By Choice community by becoming a one-time or ongoing sponsor, please contact me via email at civilla at civillamorgan.com. That's civilla at civillamorgan.com. As a sponsor, your product will be advertised to a global audience via this podcast, as well as my multiple social media platforms. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Sevilla Morgan here. Welcome back to 21st Century Hannah, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless, not-by-choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, regardless of the fact that we could not have children. Thank you so much for allowing me to sit with you for just a little while once again. Well, thank you to those of you who are visiting for the first time. I appreciate your taking the time to to check in and listen in to this episode, and I hope you will listen to all of the previous episodes as well. And, of course, thank you to my repeat listeners. Um, Thank you for coming back time after time. And for those of you who have downloaded all of my episodes and listened to them, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I am deeply humbled. Thank you very much. And I hope that you are telling your friends and family about 
the podcast, 21st Century Hannah. I appreciate that as well. And I hope that you will all come back for another visit. Um, This episode is going to be all about what I found out about PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And uh, I had always heard the term and I knew it had something to do with childlessness and or having, you know, problems getting pregnant and all of that. But I really did not know a whole lot about it. And so um, in my effort to research and discuss and talk about throughout the year, um, the different types of what I, I mentioned earlier in earlier an earlier episode, um, we're going to call them disease states. Um, this disease state, the one we're going to talk about today is PCOS. I think that's the way it's um, known more so than the the, uh, the the medical name, the medical term, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I'm going to call it PCOS like um, I hear everybody else calling it. And um, hopefully that's not offending anyone. But if, if it is, let me know. I mean, as I said, I did not know a whole lot about it until I started doing the research on it. So um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. It really saddened me and surprised me as I read the symptoms and the manifestations of the disease. Many of you are boldly living your lives as you battle the disease, and I am so proud of you for not giving into it. I was just amazed when I I read up on it. One of the first questions I had as I researched PCOS was just how many women have this disease? And um, in my research, I found that according to a um, 2015 article, um, a Huffington Post article written by Heather Human, I hope I'm saying her name right, H-U-H-M-A-N, um, her research said that between 5 and 10% of women of childbearing age in the United States, or roughly 5 million women, have PCOS. And um, that percentage, um, she went on to say, makes it one of the most common hormonal endocrine disorders in women. Again, another surprise for me. I had no idea. And um, what's more, it also makes um, it the most common cause of female infertility. Uh, I will I will post the links to every all of the research that I did, including Heather's article, in the show notes if you want to do some more research of your own. But that was another shocker for me. Um, the most common cause of female infertility? Wow, that I had no idea. So um, I also wanted to know, though, because I have a worldwide audience, I wanted to know on a worldwide, a global level, how many uh, women suffer from PCOS. And um, I went to Science Weekly, um, an online article magazine, and uh, they had an article that said 1 in 15 women worldwide suffer from PCOS. And um, what's, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I guess I got surprise after surprise after surprise. So apparently the medical community still does not know much about the disease. And uh, so I hope that they will continue to work on it. I'm sure they are. And, um, you know, I always want to applaud the medical community because they have so many different diseases that they're always uh, researching and and, and just uh, trying to figure things out and come up with cures. So I I applaud the scientists and the medical community who they must just have to do what we might in the 
lay people <laughs> of the world may consider um, just so, you know, monotone and mundane things that they have to do to come up with uh, cures. And so I, I want to just take a minute out to applaud them and thank them for the, the passion that they have for the work that they do. So back to PICOS, um, the symptoms. Then I got to thinking, well, what are the symptoms? Because I had not, maybe I knew somebody who had it and I just didn't know that's what they had. And maybe, you know, it's just not something they wanted to discuss. And I, I could have been talking to people who had it and didn't know. So I said, wow, I wonder what the symptoms are. And uh, the symptoms are acne, weight gain, and trouble losing weight, extra body hair, facial hair, and apparently really thick facial hair too, um, irregular periods, and of course, trouble getting pregnant. And so I was like, wow, okay, I probably know people or have seen people, and uh, now it kind of makes sense for me. It's always so good to do research, isn't it? And it's so wonderful to have um, research and searchable, being able to search online and having the answers at hand. And I just, I I love the, the age we live in. I just love the age of technology and the way that we have answers so quickly. And I I just, I'm always in love with technology and being able to, to reach the entire world with my message. And so if this is something that um, you're suffering with, and maybe you didn't know, and I'm hoping that this is an eye-opening episode for you, and that this is um, just the first step in, in you're getting the, the help and assistance that you need. So, um, yeah, acne, weight gain, trouble losing weight, extra body hair, irregular periods, trouble getting pregnant, um, and those are just the symptoms. Uh, as with any of the other issues that cause childlessness or trouble having children, all you can really do is what is in your power to do. That means, and you know I'm going to talk about nutrition because that's a big deal for me this year. Um, that means eating the right foods and watching your weight as much as possible. I mean, some of us are never going to be a size 8. That's not what we're trying for. We're trying to to, to get within the, the weight that we need to be in. And, um, you know, even if we never quite get there, just eating properly, just eating the, the best foods that we can. Yeah, we're human. And, and, and once in a while, we might want a slice of chocolate cake because those of you who are repeat listeners know I'm a chocoholic. <laughs> I love chocolate. So I am not going to sit here and say, well, I don't think you should ever eat chocolate ever, ever again. No, we're human. But we're going to have to watch even more so than maybe the normal person. And normal, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just mean the person who can have chocolate cake <laughs> without a problem. Um, that's not me. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're just going to have maybe have chocolate cake once or twice a year instead of once a month or once every three months or four months like some people can. We we don't have to go without or do without, but we're, we're going to have to be vigilant about what we put into our mouths. That's just the bottom line, and um, that's how we watch our weight and, and just try to eat the best foods that we possibly can. So speaking of that, uh, how does nutrition play a part? That was my next um, question to myself. So, um, because again, nutrition is on the forefront of the podcast this year, 
if you listen to the earlier episodes of uh, the of 2017, um, you'll see that I started out the year talking about nutrition and how nutrition saved my life. So I think that was episode, um, the first or second episode of, of 2017, how nutrition saved my life, because nutrition was just that important in in the healing process for me after I had my hysterectomy. So I'm really going to just talk about nutrition, amongst other things, throughout this year. That's how important I believe it is. For those of us who are in the childless, not by choice demographic, those who are suffering uh, from childlessness, from, um, from having trouble having children, for those who can still try, um, you know, uh, nutrition is going to be a big deal. I'm no doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. Um, but I think we all know, we know that as, as long as we try to put the best foods in our bodies, our bodies will, will respond, um, better. So, you know, at least try, give it a try. So I, um, I wasn't surprised to find out, and you probably won't be either, that high fiber foods, um, well, anti-inflammatory foods kind of surprised me, but high fiber foods, anti-inflammatory inflammatory foods, and lean protein are are supposed to be um, most of the diet of the person suffering from PCOS. Um, they said to limit the processed carbohydrates. We know what those are: <laughs> white bread, um, baked stuff. You know anything that isn't that that God didn't make, <laughs> pretty much. Um, we we need to limit those, and that's kind of what I was talking about before. Yes, every once in a while you might want to have a slice of cake, especially on your birthday. Who doesn't want to have a slice of their own birthday cake? But it, it shouldn't be a regular part of the diet. So, uh, limiting the processed carbohydrates should not be a big surprise. Um, I know it's probably easier said than done, especially if you live in a place where it's hard to get to the good foods. But as I said, please try your best. And uh, I know eating better makes you feel better. I have made some changes myself in certain things that I eat. Um, and I feel better because um, for me, I was, I had been suffering from headaches. Well, not just headaches, migraines since I was um, around age 11. And um, as I got older, they went away, and then they started coming back a couple of years ago. And I realized I just could not deal with them anymore. As I, I mean, you could never really deal with migraines, but it seemed like as I got older, I just realized I couldn't deal with it. I just couldn't. I had to figure out what was going on. And nobody could really tell me. Um, my mom had been taking me to doctors from the time I was 11, and, you know, they told her, that it was growing pains or they didn't really know what was going on. And it wasn't until uh, the last few years when I, I ran into, um, and you know what, I may have him on um, as a guest too. I've been thinking about having this gentleman on as a guest, but I, I happened to sit next to this um, gentleman um, at a luncheon and uh, I could see he was fit. He was, he was, He's a bodybuilder, he, he, and he teaches fitness classes, and it just so happens. Isn't it funny how those things happen? <laughs> it just so happens that I, I ended up seated next to him for the luncheon, and when we got to talking, and I was telling him about, about these uh, migraines and how they were coming back, and I couldn't take it anymore, and he told me to, um, for 21 days, he said, um, 
I know we just met, but <laughs> can you trust me to go on a, a, a 21, for 21 days, do what I tell you to do for 21 days? And I'm like, sure, at this point, I will try anything. And he took me off of all foods not, not, um, not made by God, basically. I mean, they had to be um, proteins, um, chicken, fish, really not even so much beef, but chicken and fish and um, fruit and vegetables and nuts and legumes or legumes or however they're pronounced. Legumes? Probably legumes. <laughs> I never could uh, figure out how to, how to uh, pronounce that. I think it's legumes. Anyway, um, for 21 days and no migraines during that 21 day period either. And then he said, okay, now that the 21 days are over, go back and start working back into your diet what you were eating before. And I noticed something, and I, as I said, I'm not a clinician. I'm not going to go into any great detail here because everybody's different. But I noticed that certain foods triggered migraines for me, and a lot of them were not made by God. Let me put it that way. So that's when I realized I had to make some changes, so... Yeah, I've I've made the changes, the necessary changes I need to make. And so I'm telling you that story to just encourage you that um, I'm not saying your picos is going to go away if you eat fruit and vegetables. But what I'm saying is I, I believe that the, the, the closer you, you stay to eating, you know, natural foods, proper foods, the better you're going to feel. That's all I'm saying. So, um so as I said, I have the links in here, quite a few links in the show notes. Check them out. I have um, additional links for, from um, about the Picos um, syndrome, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, there's an article there from Heather Human. Um, she wrote that article for Huffington Post. She wrote it in 2015, and I noticed she updated it in 2016. So that may be a good article to um, to read and uh, then the science daily article and I know some people balk at WebMD but I have a couple of articles there um, that I got from WebMD and then there's an article there from Healthline so there's a, uh, a few articles five articles um, for more information on PCOS that you can read up on and what I started doing recently was I started adding in links from uh, stories that may have, may be of interest to you and uh, so I've got three articles I had more but I figured with five articles about Picos I would just add three for the stories of interest section so those stories are right below the articles on Picos so check those out because what I did was um, I decided to just um, create an alert for myself so that every time some some story or article or even a video about um, childlessness comes up anywhere in the world I grab it I read it and then I add the link at the in the uh, show notes for you to read so hope that helps I hope you like that and um, and I gave Elaine S a shout out last time and um, she's been sending me articles regularly now she said <laughs> I told her thank you and I said did you did you hear my shout out um, because she messaged me on Facebook I said did you hear my shout out in the last episode and she said yes now I don't feel so weird <laughs> sending you the articles I'm like no never feel weird never feel weird sending me articles because I love 
the engagement um, from the from the community, childless not by choice, and even if you have children, but you just appreciate the the message and the platform. I I appreciate links from anyone. So never feel like you're being weird or anything. If you send me articles, I love it. Um, and if anyone wants to leave me a message, speaking of that, remember just um, you can email me at Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com. Or you can go to childlessnotbychoice.net. And if you look to your right, you'll see a tab. It's a speak pipe tab. If you click on it, you can leave me a message of up to 90 seconds. And if you don't like the, the message you left, you, you get to redo it as many times as you want. So don't be afraid to, to leave me a voicemail. I would love to, to get a voicemail or two or three or ten. <laughs> from the from anyone you can do it anywhere from anywhere in the world just go to uh, www.childlessnotbychoice.net look to your right click on the speak pipe tab and leave me a message and um i've done it for other podcasters too it's so easy very easy to do and uh i always hear from the the podcasting community how much they appreciate hearing from um their listeners and so i leave messages or I, I post in Facebook or send emails to podcasters that I listen to on a regular basis because I have a whole list of podcasts that I listen to. And whenever I, I hear a really great um, episode, I send them a message and they love it. They love hearing from listeners. So not just because I'm podcasting, I love to hear from from. Um, from my listeners as well. And uh, people like to be encouraged, you know, I like to be encouraged. So if you if you are so inclined, leave me a message on SpeakPipe, or send me an email or um, direct message me on Facebook. I would appreciate any of that. And um, if if you suffer from PCOS, and you would like to be interviewed, let me know. Let me know via email you can um for that i would say not don't leave a, a speak pipe on that send me an email savella at savellamorgan.com and um we'll we'll chit chat of course before because as i said in my previous episode i always vet everyone just to um sit down chit chat with you see um how you are you can see how i am and um you know i just want to make sure that um everybody's comfortable when they're being interviewed. So, you know, if, if, if PCOS is something you suffer from, let me know. Maybe we can, we can do an interview. But in the meantime, I hope that um, this uh, tidbit of information on PCOS was helpful to you. Um, I'm thinking that because I have listeners from all around the world, maybe you had it and didn't know until you heard this episode that it sounds really familiar to you the symptoms and everything. And um, so I really, really hope that this was of some assistance. And I know that the links in the show notes will also help. And and then you can um, better speak with your doctor, too. You can, um, you know, when you when you visit your doctor, a tip, <laughs> when you visit your doctor, visit with intention. Um, don't just go assuming that they can read your mind and they can just run some tests and tell you what's going on or figure out what's going on. No one knows your body better than you do. No doctor, no one. The only one that knows your body better than you is God. Okay, so don't rely on the doctor when 
you have an issue or and don't be afraid to ask questions. I know that um, sometimes people um, see doctors as as superhuman and doctors are wonderful. They went to school for many years to become the doctors they are and they deserve their title. But they are human beings and as I said, they can't read your mind. So when you go to the doctor, um, make sure you go with intention, make sure you have your questions. There's no problem, um, there's nothing wrong with writing your questions down. And uh, because a lot of times, I know here in the United States, doctors only have maybe 10-15 minutes per patient. So you have to have intention when you go to your doctor. So if you're feeling a certain way or if if you're dealing with something and you just can't get any answers for it and you just feel like your doctor isn't helping you, go with a different frame of mind this time. Go with a list of questions. Go with intention. Of course, be kind and, you know, um, be respectful. We should all be respectful with each other anyway. So why not be respectful with your doctor? But but, you know, have intention and know how you feel and know that no one can tell you how to feel or how you feel. Only you know how you feel. But um, go with some questions. And I think that may help a lot of you as well um, with, with your experience at your doctor's visits. So um, keep in mind that um, I think, uh, I think, I don't want to say and then it's not, but I think my next episode is going to be about endometriosis. I think that's what I'm going to talk about next. I'm going to be researching all of all of the different disease states, as I said in a, an earlier episode. So I believe endometriosis, because I don't know much about that either. I mean, I think I know as much about the next person. And I know that may surprise some of you, because my podcast is all about um, childless, not by choice. But remember, I've been doing this for a year and a half. And I've been doing it from my perspective, and my perspective um, is fibroids. So um, I can tell you all about the fibroids because I did the research on them when I was dealing with them for a decade as I was trying to buy time. And so, yeah, I know all about the fibroids, but I really, as I said earlier, didn't know a whole lot about PCOS, and I, I think I'm about to find out a lot more than I know now about endometriosis. And then... Um, I'm also going to be talking about miscarriage. I know that's going to be a big one because uh, one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage. So I know that's going to be a big episode. But hey, you never know which episode is big because I'm looking at my numbers from my last episode, the one on men, and the numbers are just, I, I can't believe it. It's <laughs> The numbers are pretty big for my podcast. Um, because my podcast is so niched, it's, um, it doesn't have like a million downloads like some podcasts do. And I, I'm fine with that. I know that what I'm doing, I'm supposed to be doing. So I do my podcasting. I, I, um, attend to my platform with blinders on. And so I'm not looking at anybody else's podcast, but I know that there are people who have thousands of downloads every month or millions of downloads per year. But um, this is a niched, very niche down podcast. So when I see the numbers spike, it's it's a big spike for me. And the uh, episode on men, um, the last episode, men, 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 that's the name of the episode. <laughs> that's uh, an episode that I, I, I did to encourage men who are childless, not by choice. When I saw the numbers and I see the numbers continue to, to go up, I was like, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> 
had no idea that that would be such a popular episode, but hey, you know, we sometimes need to think outside the box, and that's what I'm doing here, even by discussing picos um, in particular, or endometriosis in particular, or a miscarriage. I mean, none of those things were my story, are my story, but I, I really want to um, reach as many people in the audience as I can. And so I hope that this episode was helpful to you. And um, I hope that you have access to good food wherever you are in the world. And I'm always thinking about you. Uh, this is a, no joke. I'm always thinking about the childless, not by choice woman around the world, whether you're in um, some country in Africa somewhere or in the Netherlands or uh, my friend over in Finland, hope you're well. Um, my friends in um, Australia, uh, you know, I just, I, I keep everybody in mind. And I, I look at the listenership and I see Uganda and I see China and Egypt and the Caribbean. And um, of course, here in the United States. And I, I, I'm not looking at the list right now, so I'm sure I'm missing some countries, of course, but... I just really want to thank you guys for listening and for coming back for more episodes all the time and listening to the different episodes. Thank you so very much. And I also want to thank, I just got some new people um, joining the groups within the last couple of days too. So I want to thank you all for joining um, the, the private group and the closed group. Thank you so much. I am now looking to um, create an online um, get together because I know not everybody lives near me. I know some of you do, but not everyone lives in the area. So I have an account on appear in appear dot in. And so I'm creating some time, niching out some space to meet with people. I think appear in allows eight. And I think I just saw something where it allows up to 12 people in the room at one time. And so if you're interested in that, let me know. Message me. Leave me that message on uh, SpeakPipe or email me. Um, let me know if you'd like to be in the group. It's just a, a, a time of a get-together to chit-chat, to introduce ourselves to each other. And um, as I said, 2017 is, is going to be a next step, next level type of, um, of year for this podcast and for this platform, 21st Century Hannah. And I hope you'll come along with me. So anyway, thanks for listening. And um, I hope to have you listen again to future episodes. Thanks for the downloads of the, the past episodes. Thanks to, to those who are downloading and listening to the, the, the previous episode, um, encouraging the men. That's really cool. I'm glad to know that that's really um, hitting home with a lot of people. And I'm so glad and humbled that I could encourage the men who are childless not by choice like that. So thanks again for listening, everybody. And uh, see, talk to you soon. I was going to say see you soon. Maybe. Maybe on a pier and I'll see some of you soon. But in the meantime, I'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>